Do you like what you're hearing? Did you know Infinity Break has a Patreon? You can support this show and all IB projects by going to patreon.com forward slash infinity break and starting a recurring donation at as little as $1 a month. Your contribution helps us improve the quality of this show and create more shows like it for your listening pleasure. What do you get? Aside from a sense of pride in our work, you get access to bonus audio from our podcast, pre-release sketches from Nesta Paragon and Arcane, and access to other behind-the-scenes nonsense and news. You help just by listening, but I hope you'll consider supporting us through Patreon as well. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash infinity break. And now, back to the show. Well, y'all, baseball's back. All right. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, sort of. Not really. We're killing this bit. Welcome back to Busting Balls. It's our second comeback. I'm Sarah, your host, and if you're new to baseball, hopefully I can help guide you around the sport's beautiful, wonderful bases. While I actually just managed to cry about teams and teams that I don't like, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, we're here. Before we get rolling, I want to take a moment to just thank my co-producer, Ben, for being so incredibly patient and understanding while I got my shit together because, holy Jesus, it's been a while. You can find Ben all over the place as he's also Infinity Break's talented content producer as well as host of Curse Seas and co-host of of Horses and Men. No promises, Mama Doom, but I've got a feeling this season's gonna be great. So, here we are at spring training, prepping for the pre-games. Teams come together, pack up, and travel to their training facilities. Facilities? Wow. Facilities to get back in gear and to clean off the off-season rust. This is also the time to get used to any changes and to get to know new members of the roster, which leads us to what the hell happened over the offseason? Like, what's been going on? What's the 411? Last episode, the Dodgers and the Red Sox were getting ready to face off in the World Series. And I remember joking around, you know, oh, ha, 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 wouldn't it be so funny if the Dodgers lost twice in a row? Ha, 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 I'm a Giants fan. Ha, 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 Um, And you know what? For the second year in a row, the LA Dodgers lost. So it happened. First, giving Houston its first championship and now giving Boston yet another. Whew! Now, I'm not knocking the Dodgers, okay? I know rivalry, I should be, blah, 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 but I'm, I'm not, okay? I like the Dodgers. It's a shame they ch- traded Puig. I just, nothing wrong with the Dodgers, and there's a reason why they've made it to the World Series twice in a row. They're insanely good. They're very good, and they're entertaining to watch. The team works well together, and LA just really loves them. When you know how to work with what you have, you treat your younger guys well, or let's face it, at least better than other clubs. Like, no baseball team treats their, their youngers, younger guys and their minors well at all. Like, it's a, it's a whole problem. It's a thing. Um, but the Dodgers, by what I understand, at least treat theirs semi-better, which unfortunately says a lot. They can manage to get their t- fans to buy tickets and merchandise, and, you know, people want to watch the Dodgers play. When you have all that bundled up, Magic really does have the opportunity to strike. Who knows, LA? Maybe third time's the charm. Actually, please don't make it to the World Series again this year, please. Okay? Okay? It's... <sighs> it's somebody else's turn. But if you do make it again, third time's the charm. Okay? I'll root for you. Unless it's, like, a, a, a good team that makes it, then I'll root for them. But if it's someone evil like the Astros, I'll, I'll root for you. Although, historically, apparently, that's not the way to go. LA... Moving on, moving on. 
we found ourselves in the offseason and ready for action. Uh, <laughs> sure, action. All right. With players facing free agency and young guns coming in hot, you would think that baseball has been an explosive minefield. It hasn't been. Okay, spoiler alert, it really hasn't been. This offseason has felt like watching paint dry. Personally, I've mostly been looking at construction updates from the Rangers' new ballpark, to be honest, and looking at who's injured, who's not, who's had what surgery, and who will be ready for opening day, which actually just loosely translates to, hi, I've done nothing but stare at pictures of Buster Posey. How are you? And for the record, just by the way, you know, nobody cares, but I do. Buster apparently will be playing opening day. So, hallelujah. Okay, okay, back on track. I want to talk about free agency. When a player is brought on by a major league team, they have six years to stay there. That's the first six years of a player's career spent in a way that they don't really have a say and are probably, generally, most of the time, not paid what they're worth. You could argue that those six years aren't worth much given that a lot of development happens in the early days of a career, but what about players who play positions that really wear and tear on the body. Like pitchers and catchers, for instance. That's a whole thing. Their joints can't handle it forever, I say. But then we have beautiful pitchers like Big Sexy, who is still killing it in the game. Like, just keep proving me wrong, buddy. Keep proving me wrong. Youth is important, no matter how you want to look at it. And it's, it's, it's really a shame to potentially waste any of it. But uh, once those six years are up, players get to leave and really he and the club are open to working out any sort of contract they want. Of course, before free agency qualification, a club doesn't actually have to keep the player the full six years. They can do whatever the hell they want. Of this year's free agents, two really, really have stood out. I'm talking, if you follow baseball, I know you are sick and tired of hearing about these guys because me too. Me too. I'm tired of them. Have been for a while. Um, one of which I actually complained about even before the World Series because at the time, sports was just going nuts with some really big names getting ready to move around. You see, this was when, like, John Tavares, who is a hockey player, um, infamously was the captain of the Islanders and got up and was like, you know what? It's time to move somewhere. And there was this whole thing, where is he going? Oh my god. He went to Toronto, like everyone said he was at the beginning of the whole ordeal, but, you know, drama, drama. Um, and then LeBron James, obviously King James is a basketball player. If you somehow missed that, I really cannot help you. I am sorry. Holy shit. I do not know how you could have missed that one. <laughs> anyway, so these two, they were constantly in the news, um, trying to decide where to sign. The third member of the Drive Sarah Batshit Crazy Trinity was none other than Manny Machado. Machado was playing for Baltimore at the time, and as the Trinity got squared away, Manny Machado signed on with the Dodgers. Now, he's back as a free agent, and I'm pulling my hair out because we've been asking, where's he gonna go since October? Personally, I wouldn't mind seeing him go to the Yankees. I don't follow the Yanks, as I'm not a fan of them aside from my love of Aaron Judge. But I feel like he'd be a wonderful match for the team's vibe. I think he just has a personality for it, so say what you will about that. For a while at the beginning of this mess, it did kind of look like the Yankees were interested in wooing him, and I was super hyped, and then the idea was kind of laid down. It kind of went quiet. The Yankees, I guess, weren't interested, but now it looks like they might be trying for him again. I don't know if that's, like, actually a thing or just rumors on the grapevine, but if they are trying for Machado, hell yes, get that. Wow! Um, but if not, you know, whatever, I you didn't hear it from me. Not a thing I said. Anyway, regardless... Yank New York seems like a long shot, but whatever. 
Also looking at Machado are the White Sox and the Padres. <laughs> the, the Sox are eyeing Machado hard, keeping like a cubby open for him and everything. They even have like a couple friends of his. I don't know. If it, I don't know how many friends. I think it's one friend, and even his brother-in-law on the team, uh, which they were already on the team. I'm, I'm not saying they signed these people because they were like let's get Machado like this wasn't something they just did strictly for Machado it just so happens that these people are on the team but uh the the White Sox are willing to work up a decently cushioned contract but uh my attention keeps being drawn to the Padres and apparently his too because he's met with them multiple times now multiple times oh okay so the Padres are like a dark horse in this whole little thing like I would not have figured the the Padres to be a contender but yet here they are and they are really gunning it hard um they are determined to nag a killer free agent this team has been struggling greatly but as they manage to draw in some wow i can't talk but if they manage to draw in some great talent and actually like utilize upcoming youngins they could really recover and potentially get scary now that now that they have machado's attention i really can't see them giving it up uh the other big free agent everyone's gossiping about is Bryce Harper I honestly if I like was still a betting woman I would have so much money laid down on Harper and there's a high chance that I would lose all of it so Harper is coming straight off the Washington Nationals and he really just appeared to stride into free agency without any fear whatsoever see I thought this would be one of those things where the team worries that a big-name player will leave them, so they throw a bunch of money at it and hope he takes it. And I really wasn't actually too wrong. Back in September, the Nats offered Harper a $300 million $10... Wow. <laughs> a $10 deal. They offered him a $10 deal. It's a new one for the books. It's almost like that uh, hockey player who supposedly got traded for a bag of pucks. Except this guy, you know, people are, are mentioning, you know, well, one day he could be in the Hall of Fame. I don't, I don't know about that, but <laughs> $10. No, what the, what the Nationals offered him were, was a $300 million 10-year deal. Uh, so not $10, but a 10-year deal Bryce you know seemed totally done with Washington and chose to scope out free agency which it's spring training now and he is yet to sign with any team even if Harper had a sudden change of heart and went running back to the Nationals there is no way the offer would still be standing nowhere near I'm sure Washington would still take him considering that they were compelled to you know not trade him in the Astros in the Astros to the Astros last season uh, but he's intent on burning bridges, so I highly doubt he's going to get that contra- contract length he's looking for. Which, again, you know, it, it would make sense that the Nationals didn't want to give up an asset like Bryce Harper. But also, like, it, mm, they could have traded him and got something back. But instead, that he's, you know, just leaving the team going up for free agency. So, really, all they've cleared is, like, money to work with. So, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's a bad decision either way. It's just something interesting that in a few years we'll look back on and then we'll be able to say, you know, oh, that was terrible or oh, that was actually really smart. Good job. Uh, either way, it's not, um, eh, whatever. Anyway, so contract length is what looks like to be Bryce's main focus. It actually cost him a deal with the Giants. They're still trying, um, but low ball, low balling them right out of the box isn't a good look. Bryce has Philly, the Padres, because keep in mind, they want a big name even if it's not Machado and the Giants talking about him, which actually I heard from a little bird that the Padres 
have actually like played around with the idea of signing them both. How they would afford that, I have no clue. But if they did, that's something to put down in like the history books because that's frankly terrifying. Also, rest in peace their bank account. Damn. Um, so surely that would never happen. Like a million to one chance, never going to happen. But anyway, he's got Philly, the Padres, uh, and the Giants talking about him. Possibly the White Sox. I don't know, though. So let's entertain Giants for a second. Bryce Harper finds himself in San Francisco and shit goes, shit goes down. I want to play with this, actually. This is, like, this isn't a joke. Or maybe it's a joke to everyone else. But to me, to me, it's not a joke. Bryce goes to the Giants, Manny to the Padres, and L.A. is caught in the middle. L.A. is obviously a strong and fantastic team. But imagine, just imagine the rivalry oh man just imagine that rivalry shit Ooh, i want this so bad it's stupid i i have talked to friends about it i have like legitimately held baseball discussions with friends about it i have a friend who's a padres fan and a friend who's a giants fan and i'm not a giants fan i'm the giants fan i have a friend who's a dodgers fan and it's just i don't know no bad blood or anything it's just fun to talk about like what if so uh they all go to different places, uh, the, the rivalry, the rivalry. Anyway, West Coast baseball would be so nuts. Mind you, if the Padres managed to snag Machado, their issues wouldn't immediately be fixed. This is something that can't be solved with one guy that bats really well. It would take a, a season to a couple seasons, like it would take a while, but it would also be super fun to watch. Like. I love a good work in progress. Look at me. I'm a Texas Rangers fan. Nothing can hurt me anymore. Let's go. I hope that people actually keep that in mind, though. A baseball team can't be solved overnight with one guy. Like, it, it just, one guy can't solve everything. That's it. That's all. And actually, as I'm working on this, my phone just freaking lit up with the notification saying that Harper's made a decision. Like, care to share with the class? Because, buddy, we've been waiting since September. Oh my god, oh my god, just anywhere but Philly. Don't do it, Bryce. Don't pick Philly. I can't handle Philly. <sighs> okay, of course we're not going gonna Of course we're still not gonna know for a good bit, and I'm fully convinced he and Machado like to watch a squirm. Of course, I mean this is something if if a player can do this and pull it off, then cool. Some people enjoy the drama, but you've gotta understand that other guys can't do this. Like if other guys try to do this, all of all of their opportunities would run dry. This this is something that's working for Machado and Harper strictly because like they are such big names. And even for them, they've struggled. struggled. Like they want to get on a team that's going to be a contender. That makes sense. Every guy wants to win. But also, they're wanting that big money. They're wanting those long-term contracts. Where is that going to get you, buddy? Where, like, where are you going to be when the season starts? With the way that league treats free agency now, I'm honestly surprised they didn't have to settle earlier. Like, as it is, they both most likely won't get what they want. Understandable because they're both looking for deals around the 300 to 400 million dollar mark. I understand that baseball has no, like, cap, but damn, boys, that's a lot of money. What do you even do with all that money? Like, ha, okay, free agency. <laughs> Okay, I just kind of lost my cool at that because that number is so ridiculous. Oh, free agency should be clubs clamoring over each other to woo talent, but instead it's grown into this awkward fumbling of no dice. Teams who are willing to put out are only willing to dish short-term contracts. It just isn't smart to deal these long-term big money contracts when so much is uncertain and stunted. Like, you don't know what's going to happen 
five, eight years from now. You don't know. Nobody can know. And, like, I was talking to my stepdad the other day about 90s pitching strategies. And the fact is, baseball is all around a different genre. A different genre? Well, it is a different genre. It's a sport. (laughs) It's a different game. (laughs) God. (laughs) Old-time fans pride themselves in keeping the, the game, you know, pure or whatever and unchanged. But in doing so they are completely fooling themselves like anything anything to stay alive is gonna change it's going to evolve it's gonna be different and baseball the way it's changing is trying to keep that mindset that we've never changed we've been the same since the 30s that's a bald-faced lie and when you're doing these subtle changes um they're going to add up over time. And what my stepdad grew up watching and what I watch today are two very different things dressed the same. And yeah, maybe I'm being dramatic because of off-season withdrawal, but you have to admit that it, I mean, it's different. And some of those differences aren't bad, and some of them are bad in ways that we will probably pay for later. And we keep saying that. But here we are. And... I mean, no other sport does free agency like baseball. The market is a dirty, lonely place, and it is slow. It is so slow. Players enter free agency looking for opportunity and promise, but instead are met with cold shoulders and crickets. No one is speaking up about signing free agents, so really, most guys just hope for contract extensions. Like, I don't know. It's just not made that big of a deal. It it really isn't. Like, Some of my teams picked up a couple free agents and I didn't realize it until I like went looking myself to see who they signed today. And sure enough, they had signed people and I was like, huh, wow. Okay. It's just not that big of a deal, I guess. Um, It just, we need to work out how free agency, I mean, we need to work out the free agency issues. And I'm not saying that, you know, not knowing who they've signed is a big issue. That's just, I guess, me not paying close enough attention. But issues where a guy can announce free agency and then just kind of sit in the dust because nobody wants to spend money, which, again, is understandable. But also, sign some damn people. Jeez. And stop cheating your little guys. Whatever. Um, I'm going in circles. I am going in circles. Players' feelings of being slighted are going to spiral, and frankly, the league is a mess, and people have got to find some band-aids, and quick. And I'm not ending this on a good note. Uh, (laughs) Baseball's almost back. Harper and Machado to the West Coast. I'm calling it. Remember to grab your hot dogs, pickles, and beers, because guess what? The Dodgers lost the World Series again. This podcast is part of Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can find all of our shows, podcasts, webcomics, and more at infinitybreak.net. Stay up to date with new show announcements, behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, and updates on your favorite shows. You can follow us on any social media platform by searching for Infinity Break 23. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash infinitybreak. Every dollar helps us improve the quality of this show and create new shows like this one for your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening. Please tell your friends. And as always, stay in the loop. This podcast is part of Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can find all of our shows, podcasts, webcomics, and more at infinitybreak.net. Stay up to date with new show announcements, behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, and updates on your favorite shows. You can follow us on any social media platform. I have to burp.